is SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by A Number One Air, the official HVAC and electric partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The National Medal of Honor Museum. Join the mission at mohmuseum.org. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton and Kevin Gray. Welcome to week eight of the National Football League. It is Cowboys Crosstalk live at the Cowboys Club at the Star Frisco. Kevin Gray of 105 through the fans, six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion. Nate Newton is in the building. Nate, what's going on? Good to oh, see you. Oh, man, I'm just, boy, I tell you what, it's Christmas time, boy. <laughs> in October, we don't beat, we don't beat over the lines of Hickory Bound. <laughs> yes, sir. A National Geographic <laughs> show. Yes, sir. Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, yeah. my. We get the Bears yeah. version coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Joining us this week. You can find him on DallasCowboys.com, at Voice of the Star on Twitter. He is none other than Patrick Nosey Walker joining us on Cowboys Cross. Like, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I'm doing fantastic. Like you said, we're coming off a win, 5-2, and two, you know, looking to make it 6-2. Uh, and two. Let's, let's keep this thing rolling. The Bears come in on Sunday afternoon, and our Cowboys legend this week, he is none other than a nine-year NFL veteran, 15 career interceptions. He rolls with the tide. Proud Alabama Crimson Tide. He is none other than George Teague joining us this week. George, good Didn't to you see you. Did you win a national championship? Yeah. Uh, he won a national championship, too. Just yeah. had a 30-year yeah. reunion. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really good to be, to be back here to talk about this. And like they said, it is awesome that you guys let me come this week after the win. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the week prior to. Uh, you know. well, we're glad that you're in a good mood this week. That's right. Coming in this week, of course, the Alabama Crimson Tide beating up on the Mississippi State Bulldogs this past weekend, handling business after. We won't talk about what happened in Tennessee. We won't talk about that uh, this week. We won't talk about that at all. Uh, we will talk about the Cowboys, though. Cowboys 5-2 and two, taking on Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. It was surprising because I watched – Justin Fields and the Chicago Bear football team run for over 240 yards on a Bill Belichick defense on Monday night football. And I said, well, I guess I got to pay attention now to what Chicago's doing because they're out here playing a little bit better football with Justin Fields. When you look at this matchup this week with the Chicago Bears, Nate, what jumps out on tape for you offensively for Chicago that you're going to be paying attention to most this I week? I think Coach Matt Eberflus, and along with his offensive coordinator, has found the key to unlocking this young Ohio State Buckeye, uh, Justin Fields. Uh, I see what this kid can be, and I hope that Coach Quinn see what this kid can be. I watched him on the earlier films. He could not get out of his own way. But some way, he went up to Foxborough, and he unlocked that key, man. He looked like Houdini. So, <laughs> hey, it's going to be exciting. I'm telling you, it's going to be exciting, Pat. It's going to be exciting. Well, it, it is. And uh, when you talk about Justin Fields, my fellow Georgia boy, um, mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh -huh. my dogs. Wink to T. Yeah, lost, lost, lost him to the transfer portal in OSU. You got your national really? title later, man. You are. Yeah, you, are. you got your yeah. national title yeah, you got, later. You, yeah, yeah, most you, certainly. You and, and well earned, absolutely. <laughs> um, but Fields, the, the thing that to keep an eye on, obviously, is going to be his mobility. He's not yet shown um, that he can transfer the passing ability that we saw uh, at Ohio State over to the NFL level, but he, he doesn't have the offensive line protection either, so there's a, a little bit of something that the Cowboys can take advantage of. But when it comes to Justin Fields, you, you're going to have to make sure that you 
seal the edges, force him up the middle, and into big guys like this Jonathan Hankins dude that you just brought in, yeah, right? Yeah. So force him up the middle into that into that brick wall of Jonathan Hankins, Quentin Bohanna, and, and those guys, and let them try to eat. George, what did you see on Monday night from Chicago that may present some problems for the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon? Well, the three-headed monster. You guys are only talking about one guy. You're talking about Justin Fields, but David Montgomery, mm -hmm. Khalil Herbert, them guys, man, I, that's when I started getting worried. I was like, okay, you, you got one little uh, runner that can get out there in a way we haven't done as well as we could with stopping the rush. But now, you know how hard it is when you got a mobile quarterback with design runs, right. and he's scrambling, third and 15, third and 16, converting it. Um, that became like Nate was alluding to. How, what is Dan Quinn going to do to keep this guy locked down so he just doesn't get too crazy. You know, you, you look at a kid and he's trying to find his way. And I'm telling you, a, a very, very, probably the best athletic quarterback we've faced to, at this point. Mm. And you see this kid can't get out of his own way the first few games. He's trying yep. to figure it out. But they open up and he completed a few passes early. And then all of a sudden, his scrambling ability mm -hmm. comes back. Right. So, I mean, when I, when I look at that right there, I'm like, okay, he finally has something tangible. When he goes in there on Monday or Tuesday, whenever they're time to watch the film, and the coach ain't saying, well, you could have did this. Or you could have. The coach is saying, nice read right there. Hey, way to bring it down and get out of there. What, way to turn a possible sack for a 10-yard loss into a 20-yard game. Positive game, Conf yeah. yeah. Confidence builder. Yes, sir. This is a confidence builder, man. And what better teams than the Patriots? What better team than the Cowboys? Right. To show, you, to show that you, you, it's been unlocked. Interesting wrinkle with this week. Last week you had Dan Campbell, Clifton, Texas native, former Dallas Cowboy, trying to hit, get his lines and win. Wasn't able to happen. Now this week, Matt Eberflus, former yes. defensive assistant with Dallas, <laughs> now coming back here to try and get a win with his Chicago Bears. What have you seen from them defensively now without Robert Quinn, who was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles? We won't talk much about that, maybe a little bit later on. But at the same time, what do you see defensively from Chicago that could present some problems offensively for Dallas on Sunday. They they know who they are. And that's one thing I like about Coach Matt Everflus. He gives guys like much like Dan Quinn, this is who you are. This is what you do. The only guy that don't come off the field is Roquan mm -hmm. and them two safeties. Speaking of Georgia, by yeah, the way. They got two <laughs> safeties, man. <laughs> yeah. They got a guy from Alabama on there. Come on, man. That's right. Roquan, yeah. Uh -huh. Smith. <laughs> We're not forgetting about your time, man. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't forgot about him. Yeah. 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 And, and you're talking about Brisker and you're talking about uh, the Jackson kid yeah, from, uh, from Jackson. Bama. He mm -hmm. got three picks. This, you know, and I know I'm jumping and I'm talking a lot because this kid right here, him and Brisker, the safety and strong safety, mm -hmm. we can't have that I feel confident I was just spinning the ball because they would spin it back the other way. So I'm just being honest. I mean, woo. Well, let me tell you, you're going to have to account for Roquan Smith on every single snap. Yes. Yes. Um, he, yes. <laughs> he is exactly and as advertised coming out of the draft. And, you know, there are a lot of these heralded uh, prospects that come into the league, and you always got to wonder in the back of your mind, are they going to be able to translate to the NFL game? Roquan has done that in spades. You're going to have to give him the same respect, and not to say that he's earned um, as much as someone like a Bobby Wagner has, but you're going to have to schematically treat 
him the same way. Wherever uh, Roquan Smith is, you better have him accounted for or you're going to pay for it in both the pass and or the run defense. So you better make sure that you're on your P's and Q's. Kellen Moore specifically, we're talking to him. Your boy got <laughs> 78 tackles, yeah. 40, 45 yeah. solos, yeah. two interceptions. I think he got a, either forced for him or recovery. And you don't have to account for him like Bobby Wagner. I think you have to account yeah. for him a no, little no, bit no, more. No, no, <laughs> you're you're yeah. going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. he, he hasn't earned everything Bobby has oh, at the NFL yeah. level. But okay. I'm saying you better account for him as if he's Bobby Wagner or you're yeah. going to pay for it. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm with you, Pat. What does Chicago present defensively, George, that concerns you going for against this Cowboys offense on Sunday? They do have an identity. It is, it's physical and fast, and they're running around, yes. and yes. they're getting after it. And they know how to make turnovers, too, and get to the quarterback. So – um, you got a group that is, man, I, I'm telling you, and I, I didn't mean to come on here being nervous like this about this game. Right, right. But I, but I became that way after I watched the game. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. because of that, the way that they're playing on defense, flying around, um, and then Justin Field finding his mark. I, I think, man, too many things are going on with, with our guys getting hurt. I know we hadn't talked about this. I don't know mm -hmm. what happened with Zeke and – whether or not he's going to be able to play and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But, man. We'll definitely get into it for sure. That brings up a whole other set of challenges when they know that your bell cow may or may not be in it because now they're going to peel their ears back for real. Yeah, yes. and it, it's a Bears defense that averages under 19 points a game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're nobody to be slept on. Um, the only thing I would say is for as effective as they can be in taking the ball away, you talk about Eddie Jackson, for example, we're talking about Roquan Smith. Uh, they can be a bit tender in the middle when it comes to the run defense. They don't have one of the better run defenses in the league. Um, now, could that be offset by potentially not having Ezekiel Elliott on the field on Sunday? We'll see. Even if Zeke plays, clearly he's not going to be 100%. Correct. It's going to be a lot of leaning on Tony Pollard one way or the other, maybe even the rookie Malik Davis. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Kellen Moore schemes it up because the Cowboys have been successful in continuing to lean on the run. When they get away from the run is when they start to get away from what works and you start to see the game kind of lose momentum in their favor and go in the other direction. Um, but here's another opportunity. You had it against the Lions. Mm -hmm. The Lions came in with one of the worst run defenses. And you started off passing the ball, and you saw what the halftime score was, 6-3, and then it clicked. It helped to have five takeaways yeah. Yeah, in the not, second let's half. Let's not get fancy. Let's not get fancy. Let's do yeah. what we do. Yeah, just punch him in the mouth. Just <laughs> punch him in the mouth. Do. I want to pose this question to you two gentlemen, Nate and George, because mm -hmm. the Cowboys are getting ready for the Bears this week, but they are going on their bye week next week. How do you approach as a player a game knowing that your bye week is coming to guard against, you know, maybe looking forward to that extra rest coming the next week? How do you guard against that to ensure that you're ready to play and fully focused on the task at hand the Sunday before that bye week? I, I don't think it's a d distraction because it actually means you can give a little bit more. And that I mean, typically you only got two days to really try to recover. Mm -hmm. Monday, you know, you're doing whatever. Tuesday, you go get your massages or whatever that you got to do. Then you got to be back at it on Wednesday. So knowing that you got another full week, practice isn't going to be that taxing. I don't think that m makes you hold back any. It actually gives you say, hey, I can go ahead and get all into this one right. um, this, this week. Is that the way that you approach a bye week, knowing that you could give a little bit more going, knowing that you're going to get some me, rest? Me personally, I'll be thinking about, okay, what's the nearest Popeyes, uh, <laughs> McDonald's, uh, donuts. Let me get that this double cheese. This is an O-line yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I'll tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the mentality of a team that's maybe too and two and five or two and six right, right, the right, versus right. the mentality of a team that's up and coming like the Bears and like the Cowboys who are five right. and two. When you're winning, 
you don't want that to stop. Mm. So you're going to do whatever it takes. Especially Coach McCarthy has been so uh, straightforward in who he is and what he believes. Mm-hmm. And he's and telling him, I trust y'all. Let me continue to trust you. Do the right things. So these guys are going to be focused. They're going to they're gonna know because they know that coach is going to take care of them. You know, the league mandates that you get so many days off, so that's already going to happen. All you have to do, like Teague said, is come in, give it 100% so you can leave out a winner. You don't want you – you do not want to lose this game and come back in here in Green Bay. And, and my boy Aaron said, I need a victory. I need a big oh, yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to yeah. lose going into a bye week. Right. Period. Period. Yeah, that's, that's a whole mental piece. Yeah. 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 You got to sit on it for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I said it before, and, I, and I'll say it again. Number one, you hate that you lost to the Philadelphia Eagles and you hate the fashion in which you lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I don't know that there was a better time to take a loss, so to speak, because that re- reminded them that they need to stay focused mm-hmm. and get as many wins as they can going into the most critical part of the season, November and especially December, because if you drop this Bears game because you were looking forward to a bye week and you're looking forward to the two-piece and a biscuit, then you will have dropped two of your last three no, games. Three-piece. Three-piece? With the honey. With the but you don't want to go into this bye week with Aaron Rodgers on the other end of it, on a, you know, losing two, having lost two out of three games. So I think the Cowboys are going to remain focused. Uh, you see it in Micah Parsons and that, and that the energy on that defense. You see it with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going to be a second weekend back. You're not going to tell me Dak Prescott's looking forward to the bye week. Dak Prescott's looking forward to game reps. Yeah. So he's going to have this offense ready to play. At SWBC, customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away. Visit SWBC.com to learn more and start your next adventure. It is Cowboys Crosstalk live on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Patrick Walker, three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton, George Teague, our Cowboys legend in the building at the Star in Frisco. Coming up next, the Cowboys take on the Chicago Bears, but a division rival made a move. Do the Cowboys need to respond in kind? We'll talk about that next on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Cross yeah, Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. It is Cowboys Crosstalk week number eight of the National Football League live at the Cowboys Club in the Star in Frisco on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Kevin Gray, Patrick Walker, three-time Super Bowl champion Nate Newton, proud Alabama Crimson Tide and nine-year NFL veteran, our Cowboys legend George Teague in the building for week eight of Cowboys Crosstalk. SWBC Mortgage joined the more than 120,000 customers that we've helped to find their happier way home. Visit SWBCMortgage.com to, to, to find a pro today. <laughs> Nate will not answer the phone because he does not work for SWBC Mortgage. He'll answer other calls yes. when it comes to yes. talking Cowboys. As we're talking Cowboys week eight, the Bears come into town at high noon on Sunday at AT&T Stadium. The Cowboys are playing the second of four straight games versus the NFC North. They have the Bears this week, then they go on their bye week before they visit Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Then Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and the Minnesota Vikings. George, I'll start with you. The Cowboys saw their division rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, make a move today. Robert Quinn going from Chicago to Philadelphia. Do the Cowboys need to respond in kind with a shot of their own, seeing their division rival, who is already undefeated, make another move to try and put themselves in that much better of a position to go for it, it appears, for a Super Bowl this season? Well, I think we, if there's anywhere we need to worry about. So I don't know where we're at with the um, defensive backfield. Jordan Lewis going down. Do, mm -hmm. You know, are we okay with Bland or Nation Wright or who's the other one? Uh, Kevin Joseph. Kevin Anthony Joseph. Brown. Which, uh, you know, so, what, what, you know, I don't know where we are there if we need to be trying to solidify ourselves so that we can protect ourselves from A.J. Brown mm -hmm. and Devontae Smith, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Dallas Goldert, those guys, um, that maybe we need to get um, a little bit of depth there. Um, off air, we were talking about the wide receiver position, too. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that losing or not really knowing what's going on with uh, Jalen Tolbert. Or Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Uh, Noah Brown. But well, no, both, the other, yeah, the other Tober. That's yeah, what I was going yeah, yeah. go on. You know, it, it, we, we just haven't had a whole lot pan yeah. out there. Um, so I, I do think, to answer your question, yeah, we, we, need, to, we need to punch back, man. That's what we do. <laughs> Nate, punch do the Cowboys back. need to punch back and make a move after what the Philadelphia Eagles did today? And where would you make that move if you're looking to improve this roster? Offensive line, let me guess. No, 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 no. They, 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 they have answered with, 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 the, with the move with the, with the defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. All right. From okay. uh, the, 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 the LA, Las Vegas Raiders. Jonathan Hankins, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you like this right here. Uh, Dan Quinn got the ear of management yes. when it comes oh, yeah. to making a move. Mm -hmm. what, oh, yeah. what I need, and I need it now, is I need for C.D. Lamb, mm. Michael Gallup to step up Just and, and make, make those plays we saw you make before. And I'm not one of those guys. I don't believe in number one, number two. And all, and all that, you know, I let everybody else do that. Mm -hmm. Make your plays. Get with, get with your quarterback. Get with your offensive coordinator or your uh, receiver coach, and let's figure out how we can help you be better at what you're doing. And, 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 what I, and first and foremost, check yourself so you can make all the small catches, the five and out, the five and in. The, the, the chain movers, mm -hmm. because we have to have that. We're a bad third down team. It ain't just the running. It's the passing, too. So uh, that, if I make a move, it would be at the receiver. But 
Brent, we can't call names, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's it's some guys out there yeah. that uh, can help with this problem. For me, I, I think the way it should be framed is the Eagles answered the Cowboys in kind, mm-hmm. right? The Cowboys okay. landed the first punch in, in the trade market by going out and getting Jonathan Hankins on Tuesday, and then not 24 hours later, what happens? The Eagles and, you know, Howie Roseman, they pull right. the trigger on getting uh, Robert Quinn out mm-hmm. of Chicago. So I think it was the other way around. The Cowboys did land the first blow. Now, if they're going to follow up with the jab, because I don't think it'd be a haymaker they follow up with because mm-hmm. this team values draft picks, and for a good reason. Now, you, you want to be careful not to overvalue draft picks. So typically, uh, like a sixth-round pick or a seventh-round pick, that's a flyer for a team that doesn't draft well. But when you're a team that drafts well, that's Donovan Wilson. That's Israel Mukwamu. Those are players that become starters, uh, you know, even the Jeff Heaths of the world, mm-hmm. right? They can be contributors. So now that the Cowboys have given up that sixth, they got a seventh back with Jonathan Hankins. Um, but they'll probably be a little bit more reserved to, to double down on that and say, hey, we're going to give up another pick for another guy. Sure. But if it were to happen, I'm with Big Nate and, I, and I'm with George Eagle on this, uh, it would have to be a wide receiver. But be careful with that because – you have CeeDee Lamb, and he's supposed to be your number one. You have Michael Gallup. He's supposed to be your 1B. Noah Brown is what kind of concerns me. Not in the long term. We'll see how it goes because he did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Foot injury, unexpected. So, popped up on the injury report. Right, yeah. popped up on the injury report. So draw a red circle around that. Let's see how the week goes. Um, but as assuming Noah Brown is fine, you still have an issue at WR4. Jalen Tolbert hasn't panned out just yet. Uh, Simi Fahoku is on IR yep. right now. James Washington is on IR, hopefully on his way back. He says he's physically fine. He's working through the last, the final hurdle, which is the mental block of uh, being afraid to, you know, have a recurrent injury. Um, but they're hoping that they can get James Washington back and he can be that contributor at WR4, which is probably why they're not going to pull the trigger on another trade. Because, again, I believe if they did do that, it'd be wide receiver. I don't see another position that really, really needs it. You know, Everybody keep telling me I'm wrong for this right here. The three-piece? Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Bad cholesterol go, it is. Go yeah, bad cholesterol. I'm taking extra for that today. Anyway. Uh, get the baked chicken next yeah, time. Get the yeah, baked chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Get the white. Now I ain't going to mess myself. Yeah. I'm going to die. It's going to be because I need help. Anyway, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. It's called Shallow, shallow Cross. Mm. It's called Nine Route. And it's called Skinny Post. Okay. And it's called lining up on this hash and running all the way across to the back of the end zone, wide as you can. And his number is number nine. Mm, Kevontae Turpin. Turpin. Mm. See, a little Turpin people time, keep huh? talking okay. about. People keep telling me. Take out the crosser. If they <laughs> hit. The shallow crosser. Take out the shallow crosser. You don't want the little guy going <laughs> across the middle. But, yeah, but, no, but, but you I know what? You. If I see the safety it. Yeah. But, yeah. but listen to this. The majority is going to be waiting to pop. Yeah. See, yeah. everybody yeah. keeps telling me I'm wrong for thinking that, even that shallow cross. But I've seen this guy not once but twice catch a ball, look at a guy, and let him get right to the end of that table and make him miss. Yep, zero I, to one hundred. I got <laughs> if if we give this guy one or two passes going down the field somewhere, from, throw out the shallow cross. Tyreek Hill is thicker than him, probably faster than him, probably even tougher than him. But brother, if he catch one of them balls and he take off a running, all of a sudden everything we just talked about becomes easier. I don't think they're utilizing. I think I know they have a package for them. I just don't think they're. It ain't, it ain't the reverse. 
Well, you know what? I, I mentioned it. I think it was on Talking Cowboys. Might even been media match with you. Right. Um, I think the Cowboys, because they are five and two, and they're finding ways to win games, and you mm -hmm. guys know as players. That, that allows your offensive coordinator to not have to go as deep into the playbook as they probably would. So if they were losing games, they go deeper to try to find plays that were working. But when this you're scraping no gadget. Right. Man. No, no. Yeah. Him in a little right. Bit but when you when you're scraping out wins, I think it's a situation where because the, the package is there. Turpin has said it, Kellen Moore has said it, Mike McCarthy has said it. We might not as long as the Cowboys keep winning games, you might not see the package until late December. January in the playoffs because they don't want to put it on film to get so, that first. Season. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to put it on film So that's that's an aspect of it because as long as you're winning games You can keep that rabbit in the hat, I, I, but if you start losing games You got two guys that should be able to take yeah. the top off and there. that's why I want to ask you Do you think that these receivers right now when you look at CeeDee Lamb Michael Gow to a degree Noah Brown? Are they attacking the football and making the kinds of plays that you expect? these three to make, knowing that Noah Brown had to be elevated to this position after you moved on from Amari Cooper with C.D. Lamb as your number one, Michael Gallup as your number two. Are these receivers attacking the football that, the way that you would want them to? No, you, were, you were handicapped with Cooper Rush from the beginning, mm -hmm. trying to maybe do more than your offense you can. Now we've built this other identity, which is, you know, okay, running the ball, not necessarily trying to take a lot of stuff over the top like what uh, Nate was talking about. I think those things will start to happen a little bit more with those guys just because Dak's in. He's going to take some deeper shots. As long as he doesn't throw, throw in the three, <laughs> uh, three defenders anymore. Playing a little um, hero ball, it looked like on uh, man, Sunday. Throwing in the double uh, covers, a little bit of triple covers there. Yes. Are these, it worked uh, when it worked. Yeah, I mean, the one, it didn't work. It don't work. They <laughs> give your guy a chance. Yeah. Are these receivers attacking the football? Are they playing to the level that you believe you thought they would coming into this season I, to the I first seven games. I think with Dak being back, it'll get better. It'll get better. It, oh, yes. I, I, I know it'll get better. But, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this one more time. That number nine, if you throw him the ball, Jimmy believes if we can put more on the film that we got worried about, you got more to work you on. You got more to work yeah, on. Yeah, more to account If you for, yeah. give this guy, the, I'm talking about going forward, just throw it to him one or two times a game. Said, just let him yeah. run a go route. Just, just, just something. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, a whole lot of things would get easier. And I ain't talking about no seven-step drop. When you mm -hmm. got dude with a speed like that right there, because they ain't going to respect it. Yeah. They, they know how fast he is, and them corners going to walk right up, up on, on him. Try to put the hands on a little guy, 158 pounds, 160 yeah. pounds. <laughs> you know, it's going right hey, by. Hey. It yeah. gotta happen, man. Yeah. It ain't. It's got. It's gotta happen. It's, it's so many that agree, and, and I'm one of them that agree yeah. with Big Nate in that, and you as well, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Turpin needs to be utilized in this offense. Um, I think it has to be a balance struck because you have to make sure that he doesn't become a tell on offense in that whenever right. the, the opposing defense sees number nine on the field, oh, it's guaranteed a pass and he's going to be the first read. So they're going to have to play out his reps to the point where if he only gets two actual targets, maybe he gets 10 to 12 offensive snaps and then he's decoy on a lot of those. But even as a decoy, if you send him on a go or on a deep cross. Somebody got to run with him. Somebody got to run with him. That's well, going to stretch. Yeah, that's another thing. You got a block. I will say this, though. <laughs> I think Tyreek is bigger. I don't know mm. if Tyreek is That's, tougher. And uh, I say that because when you talk about Kevontae mm. Turpin, this is a guy who's coming off of a USL, USFL right, season, right. an mm. MVP season, right. and he didn't have a moment off before yeah. the Cowboys signed him. He went right into training camp. He's been playing football 
every day, you know, the yep. day off notwithstanding here and there. He ain't played with 10, 10, 12 plays. He ain't played with 10, 12 plays. Every now and then. I, think yeah. there, I think there's also an aspect of it from the Bones Fossil standpoint, which is how much are you willing to risk your dynamic returner being borrowed for offense? Because if he gets hurt on offense, somebody on a shallow, like somebody, on somebody, a shallow cross. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, yeah, well, you yeah, you yeah, send him shallow cross yeah, and yeah, George man, Teague is man. waiting for They ain't trying to hear that. He ain't trying to hear none you, of that. You might have just lost your electric return. <laughs> I'm saying. You got, is, you got to account for all I'm, contingencies. I'm shocked at Nate anyway. Maybe he needs, nah. to, he needs to go to Popeye's because I'm surprised he didn't say I'm surprised he didn't say run the ball. Nah, man. See, I believe this, fellas. And I'm going to say it quick. I'm going to say it quickly. You in running settles everybody down mm -hmm. and it keeps everybody honest. Facts. But you gotta throw this ball. Yeah. True. And true. I tell people, you know, people people get it twisted. Coach McCarthy's goal is to run 70 plays a game plus. That's his goal. All I'm asking for is 25 of those 70. You got 50 times to do that thing however you want to do it. Just don't do triple and quadruple <laughs> reverse. That's all I That's all I I'm with you on it that. It is. Yeah. Cowboys cross our live on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Patrick Walker, Nate Newton, our Cowboys legend. George Teague joining us live at the Star in Frisco at the Cowboys Club. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak is back. How does he build upon what he did, especially in the second half against the Lions, and do that again on Sunday? We'll talk about that next on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. It is Cowboys Crosstalk week number eight live at the Cowboys Club in the Star in Frisco. Kevin Gray, Patrick Walker, three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Newton, nine-year NFL veteran, five of those years with the Dallas Cowboys. George Teague, our Cowboys legend this week. Appreciate you taking some time out on this Wednesday evening here. Cowboys, Bears on Sunday, high noon, AT&T Stadium, live on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Of course, on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. And, of course, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears team coming off a win over Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Uh, I thought one of the more impressive wins this season, given the fact that Chicago, for a while there, didn't look like they could score anything on offense. Then they walk into New England and drop 33 points on the Chicago, or excuse me, on the New England Patriots, and they run for over 240 yards in that football game, putting me and a lot of other people on alert. It's like, okay, maybe we do need to pay attention to Chicago coming in. Not that you take any team lightly in this league, but not anything in Chicago that concerns you now that you're looking at this team going into Sunday. But let's talk Cowboys offense a little bit. Dak is back and played well, I thought, in the second half. You could tell there was a lot of nervous energy trying to make some things happen that weren't necessarily there. You talked about the double coverage a little bit, throwing in the double and triple coverage. What did you see, George, from Dak in the second half that made you a little bit more comfortable that now going forward, Dak is going to get back to the MVP-like form that we saw through the first five, six weeks of last year for this team? Being able to settle a little bit. You know, I, I had an injury uh, where I didn't play for nine weeks. And you're just like super anxious just to get mm -hmm. back out there. You need to run into somebody, you need to hit somebody, you need something <laughs> to happen. And, you know, you got all this nervous stuff and you're trying to make things happen. Because, you know, when you're in a leadership position, so I was a, uh, the quarterback of the defense, per mm -hmm. se, calling the plays. And when someone else has been doing that for a while, you have to get back in the groove where people are listening to you, trusting you, knowing you're really there. And Dak had to try to do that. It's not like you lose it, okay? I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a different feel that when you're standing there on the sideline, it's totally, totally different. So he's going in. He's trying to become the captain, be the alpha male, all these kind of things. I got to make this throw. Let y'all see who I am. I'm tired mm -hmm. of hearing about this other stuff <laughs> and quarterback and all this other kind of stuff. I'm that guy. And so it, it, he needed to settle down. A little bit. What you did. Then you go in at halftime. Coach comes over and says, hey, man, chill out, man. <laughs> we'll run you the good. football a little bit. <laughs> settle yeah, yeah. it down. Yeah. Start to establish yeah, yeah, the yeah, run. Yeah. Get you some rhythm and go from there. Nate, what did you see from Dak that you liked, especially in the second half for him, that gives you a lot more confidence going forward? Just here? more more what Teague said. More, You know, his passes was better uh, because he was looking, you know, to get that ball out of his hand a little bit quicker with a little bit more authority. And, uh. And, and, and I'm telling this is what I believe with all my heart as he was not welcomed back. Hmm. And what I mean by that, his offensive line did not welcome him back in, in the proper fashion. <laughs> they got him slugged a couple of times. So once once he got past his um, jitters and our offensive line finally settled down, and, and, and our receivers started making plays for him. Everything started looking well. And, uh, and I think they'll have a better game plan. And I think our offensive line will block better this week for him yeah. to get him off to a quicker start. Because I tell people, we're going to have to throw that ball. You're going to have to throw the ball. So uh, let's get ready. I mean, let's get prepared. Our offensive line has to play better to help him do that. Well, for me, it was the fact that, you know, be it 
a conversation that McCarthy had with Kellen Moore at some point. It looks like halftime was when the conversation was had. Uh, going into the game, I didn't want to see any more than 25 or 26 throws from Dak Prescott. In the first quarter, it looks like they were going to blow right past that. They settled down in the third quarter. He ended up with, guess what, 25 throws, yeah. and they won the game. Of those six incompletions, I believe he completed 19 of those 25. Uh, three or four of those, you're like, uh, you can't do that. Like throwing a triple coverage to CD, that was almost an interception. But two of those were drops. The, the first play from scrimmage, play at the rollout to Noah Brown, that was a drop. Um, and then Noah Brown, the other one wasn't a drop. It was just a freak play. He got flipped, turned into a fumble, you know, but it was a completion. Um, I, I loved that Dak Prescott settled in for whatever reason. It could be because the run game started mm -hmm. to take effect. But I think it was also because he, he felt like he needed to reward his defense for those takeaways. Yeah. Because keep in mind, they were down 6-3 going into the half. Yep. Yes, First drive uh, in the third quarter for the Lions, Jared Goff picked off by Diggs. Now, if you're Dak Prescott, you're like, okay, I cannot go three and out again. Yep. I got to reward these guys. What do they do? They get back to the run. Big plays from Ezekiel Elliott plus Tony Pollard. They got Dalton Schultz involved. You score. Guess what? Golf comes down, and now it becomes takeaway score, takeaway score. Cowboys ended up scoring three touchdowns off of three of the five takeaways by the time you got to the you know middle of the fourth quarter. So I think Dak Prescott has now settled in. Big Nate made a great point. Uh, Terrence Steele and uh, Tyler Smith didn't do him any, any mm -hmm. favors against Aiden Hutchinson. Right. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson put them both in the spin cycle. Right. Yeah, he did. They hit they, that B button on They them, put boy. them both in the <laughs> yeah. spin cycle, but – this all goes back to being able to lean on the run game and then use that as a play action because in the third and fourth quarter, you didn't hear Aiden Hutchinson's name once. Yep. This is how you keep dominant edge rushers out of the fray. You make them guess. You have them dropping back in coverage. Is it a run? Is it a pass? And play action will destroy all of that. Dak Prescott was very, very effective on his play action throws, which I believe 50 to 60% of his throws were play action, and that led to – you know, incompletions being only six of his 25 attempts. Uh, I just believe this right here, and I could be wrong. I hate fumbling. I hate it with a passion. I think you're, I think you're right <laughs> by hate fumbling. I hate, I hate fumbling. I think man. you're right by hate fumbling. Yeah. Eh? But, but you know what? What happened to Noah Brown, man? There's that, nothing really yeah, you can what do can you do? That. Yeah, there's nothing. I, really that's what I'm saying. I want to ask. I want to ask. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask a better athlete than me. Because I ain't had to catch no rocks, and you have yeah. caught them over the years. Man, that scared me to death. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was very athletic because he's because he's about to land on his head, and he right. found a way he to just, yeah. to, yeah. to so talk I, his I body. Just to see those yeah. ones thinking that, but go ahead on. Great, oh no, great no, stuff. you're yeah. absolutely right. Um, Ooh, that was scary. I'm just glad it wasn't in a I didn't, critical game. I didn't you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yes. Statistically, you're going to charge that for, that fumble to Noah Brown, but right. realistically speaking, what can you do? Right. Yeah. You're in you're in the air. You get put in the hamster wheel. All you can do is try to orient yourself while you're spinning at 100 miles an hour and try and hope that when you do hit the ground that you're still sane and intact. No, man, I ain't never fumbled. When I got my interception, I wasn't, I wasn't giving it up. I don't care. I wasn't giving it up. Or I'm taking it to the house. Either one. But that ball not coming out Two of my hands. I like it. I like it. Two options, no third. The number is 45, gentlemen, 45. Dak Prescott has recorded a 100 passer rating in 45 career games, the second most in franchise history. Only Antonio Ramiro Romo has the most at 67, 67 games of at least 100 passer rating in his career. I'm looking most forward to on Sunday, seeing how Dak Prescott builds with this offense, knowing how much better he played in the second half, 
Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, how do these guys step up to ensure they're making some plays for this quarterback to make things a little bit easier? Because we've talked about it with this defense. You get this defense a lead, you allow them to pin their ears back and go get after the quarterback, and that can spell trouble for Justin Fields on Sunday afternoon if he's got to see guys like Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and others have to get after him on Sunday afternoon. You know what? That's an amazing stat, and I think it's even going to be better this week the way that he plays mm -hmm. just because of the experience that he had last week, getting back in it, um, speaking to coaches, being a little bit more efficient with that, talking to the wide receiver, seeing them, hey, catch the ball. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to hit you. I got you. Whatever hand signals you got to have, get all that stuff taken care of so they can be on the same page because it is going to be a dogfight. Noon game, they're different too. And those kind of things. You got a team that's coming in hot like this. There's probably some worry about what's going on. Um, but I, I feel really, really confident that Dak is going to have a pretty strong game, that our wide receiver core will have a good one, Gallup and CD. You throw in those tight ends. They're having a, you know, you still got Schultz, Hendershot. Ferguson, all them mm -hmm. guys are chipping in. So you got, and they're, even now they're probably going to have to use um, uh, 20. Sorry, Tony Pollard, Tony Tony Pollard yeah. a little yeah. bit on what that's going to look like in the past. Some checks down. Get him really comfortable so that we can have a big play. Maybe the Turpin on a deep over in the back <laughs> of the end zone. Take the top off it um, in the game. Nate, give me, before we go to break, give me an X factor that help, will help this Cowboys offense on Sunday against Matt Eberflus in that defense in Chicago. I think they'll blitz us. If, if, if Zeke Ooh, is Dak not is in there. Dak is good against the blitz now. Dak is yeah, good but, against but, the blitz. But if Zeke is not in there. Mm, I know where you're going with this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our other back is not a, as equipped He's as He's not Zeke. good at pass protection now. Yeah, so that's an X factor for me. Zeke has to play. If it ain't nothing but third downs, and I don't care if they do know. For real. So for me, I'm, I'm going I'm, – I'm looking at Michael Gallup. Um, okay. I, I think that this is a, a game that Michael Gallup is – Didn't have any catches on Sunday. And, and Kellen Moore explained mm -hmm. that, and he mm -hmm. took full accountability, saying we got to get him involved more. He wasn't really targeted. Michael Gallup wasn't against the Lions. I think that changes against the Bears, and, and I think that that will help um, – the, the issue with third down, when you have yes. Gallup making those plays, you, we've seen what Gallup can do. We've seen what he can do underneath. But more importantly, we've seen that he can take the top off an opposing defense. Um, so I'm looking for a, a – I don't know if I want to say a big game just yet, but a, a contributing game from Michael Gallup. So even if he gets, you know, three catches for 70 yards, that I think that might be good I, enough I, to I help stay. I know we don't with. have much time or whatever. Maybe you got to go to break. Yep. But I, I don't understand how that happens at this level. You got your call sheet. You got your calls by the people. Someone putting little check marks telling you, hey, you know, we ain't threw the ball to him like one time. We got a call. We got a call. <laughs> we can get for him. Got a little bit. <laughs> you know? This is the guy you gave a five-year contract to. You might want to get the ball to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> SWPC PEL helping to alleviate the HR administrative burden that comes with running a business. Leave the worrying to us. To us. Visit SWPCEO.com to find out more. We're going to take our last break on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. It's Cowboys Crosstalk. Coming up next, we're going to catch up with George Teak, see what he's got going on these days. And we're going to get predictions going into Sunday. How do the Cowboys get a win against Chicago? We'll do that all next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
SWBC Mortgages Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Final segment here on Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Kevin Gray, Patrick Nosey, Walker, three-time Super Bowl champion, Nate Noon, our Cowboys legend, George Teague, live at the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash Cowboys. Let's catch up with our Cowboys legend, George Teague, proud Alabama Crimson Tide. I knew you've been following your Crimson Tide closely this season. What else is going on with you these days? And tell us about what you're doing out here in these streets these days. Man, so my wife always says, she says I got six jobs. I don't know what <laughs> singer that is uh, or what rapper that is. But, um, yeah, so I'm an athletic director at John Paul II High School in Plano. Been there for six years now. Mm. I do uh, also host Teague's Take, a podcast that I typically do on Wednesdays. Well, appreciate you stopping yeah. down with us on this but Wednesday. Because I got the call so. from Nate, and he said, hey, man, can you come on out? I'm not right. doing my podcast tonight right. uh, because I want to come out here and hang out with you guys. Uh, but the latest thing is now I'm a, a Cowboys analyst for uh, CBS 11. Do that on Lovely. Sunday mornings at 1030. Well, you are working all the time and everywhere. Congratulations on all the, uh, all the work and endeavors that you've got going on. Is there a favorite of the, the three that you've got right now, or is there all of them just really good to be doing based on what you're doing right now? Do you know what? They're all excellent. You know why? Because, one, I get the chance to still to be around athletics as an athletic director, mm -hmm. be around youth, try to give the uh, positive things to, to our youth. But podcast is unique because I'm with my son, so he's my – co-host so that's always great just that's to be awesome, doing man. something um, with the son and then hey man being an analyst doing this all the time <laughs> watching film give me reason to go get all 22 and watch all these games and yeah. and break all this stuff down so i absolutely love every single bit of it, it does keep me busy um, but I love every aspect of it. Now, we can't let you get out of here because I'm sure you were asked about it all the time. But, of course, one of my favorite moments in Cowboys history was on a fateful Sunday when somebody named Terrell Owens decided he was going to disrespect the star and somebody named George Teague from Alabama had to let him know that that was not going to happen on his watch. What went through your mind as you watched T.O. sprint down to the star to get ready to do his thing and what you decided to do as he was running toward said star. So if I could put air bubbles right here, there's probably a whole lot of explicatives that went through my mind. That, that was started. <laughs> and then that led to a reaction of uh -huh. that can't happen um, right now. So, you know, I, I'll admit, Maybe I got out a little bit of character. I mean, you got to be violent. You got to be yeah, a little bit of stuff right. to play football. It's a right. very physical game. Had to set game. that tone. Right. right. But, you know, we'd had some words. A lot of sure. people don't know. We'd had some words before the, during the game. Okay. No, it was, it was, it was, it was good stuff. He, okay. was, he was asking me how my mom was doing. I asked him how his mom was doing. <laughs> Exchange you know, of the pleasantries. Yeah, yeah, that good kind yes. of stuff. And the conversation uh -huh. went bad somewhere in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so really at that point, I really just kind of lost it, man, and went out there and totally forgot that there was 80,000 fans. <laughs> <laughs> Watching a, your a every football move. team over yes. there and just decided uh -huh. we, we got to go get after it. <laughs> it's interesting because this is the week of the 20th anniversary of Emmitt Smith breaking the all-time yes. rushing record, yes. of course, held by Walter Payton. And I remember later on in that game, obviously, 
when Emmett scored, running to the star, planting that football in the middle of the star and letting San Francisco know it's what time it is based on what happened. And it's based on what you did earlier in the football game, letting San Francisco know that it wasn't going to happen on that Sunday afternoon. What did you think going, seeing Emmett run to the star and do the same and letting them know that, hey, it was what it is today? Man, that's awesome. One of the things that we did have on our team was a whole bunch of dogs. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff that wasn't going to go down. We had everybody back. We had everybody <laughs> Stuff. I mean, we go eat together. We go hang out together. Yeah. We do whatever. Yeah. Sit in the ice tub. It, it was. It was a true meaning of family. Yeah. And so I think we all knew that. Hey, when things went bad, talking, fighting, whatever it is, we were gonna stand with each other. Um, and I, that is a very proud moment for me when you see things like that. When mm -hmm. you got another guy say, "Hey, I'm in this with you." You know, uh, like a wrestler. We're going to tag team. Yeah, tag team. Whatever, thing, yeah. tag team. Let's go get ropes. this. So that, that's pretty cool. Well, speaking of tag team, this offense and defense and special teams, Kevonte Turpin, looking to take out the Chicago Bears on Sunday afternoon. It is prediction time, gentlemen, as the Cowboys welcome in the three and four Chicago Bears. High noon on Sunday afternoon. You can hear that on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, 105.3 The Fan. And that game will also be on Fox as well if you're going to be watching the game on television. Nate, I know what you're going to say. I know you're not even going to give me a score. Just tell me how the Cowboys beat Chicago on Sunday afternoon. Just being consistent. And I think, uh, like I said, the young kid from Ohio State, the young Buckeye, I think it, the light has went on in his mind. What we're going to have to do is light him up. We're going to make sure the run game don't get started and, and, and light him up. Let, let Parsons, number 90, uh, which is Demarcus Lawrence, mm -hmm. let Armstrong loose on young, young Sam. Turn just him let him loose. Turn and him then, loose. And then when he faints, that is enough. Let Donovan Wilson hit him right in his forehead. <laughs> Speaking of great safety yeah. play, Donovan Wilson. Yeah. Quickly, give me a score and how the Cowboys get it done on Sunday, Patrick. Uh, I think the Cowboys, uh, they're going to have to get out to a fast start. This Chicago Bears offense is known for running but not known for passing. We just talked offline about their top three targets having, having only one touchdown. Uh, if you get off to a fast start, you're going to force the uh, game onto the shoulder of Justin Fields, something he's not proven he can do just yet at the NFL level, doesn't have the targets uh, and the receiving core to do it. You do that, now you can pin the ears back of Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, and, and those other guys, Sam Williams, Dorrance Armstrong. And uh, you've seen Justin Fields being a young quarterback. If you bully him early, he starts to kind of get defeated uh, mentally, and then it kind of tailspins from there. So give me the Cowboys in this one, 27-13. Uh, I think the Bears only get one touchdown here. George, last time Matt Eberflus saw Dak Prescott on the field, he was a member of the Indianapolis Colts as a defensive assistant. Shut him out in the last time that they were in Indianapolis. How did the Cowboys avoid that this time, taking on Matt Eberflus on Sunday? Oh, man. I, I think we're going to have um, pretty good success with them. I don't think they're going to throw the ball very well on us. I think they're going to try to do it. I think they have two rushing touchdowns, so that'll give you a hint. But I'm going to say that, that we're going to win the game. Okay. 24-17. I like they it. Get okay. two touchdowns. Uh, but my key is what they were talking about. On defense, we need to make sure we rush in our lanes. So we're talking about Sam and right. Mike and all them. They like to get up the field and run past the quarterback. We cannot do that because he's going to step up and get gone. So we need to make sure that as we're being aggressive, putting the pressure on them, that we stay in our rushing lanes. Hankins is waiting for them. Jonathan Hankins, Hankins is waiting for him now. now. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I knew we had did something with Hankins. I say, this morning I was pulling up around about, about 7, 8, 9 o'clock, 
I saw a big meat packing truck yeah. out there. <laughs> I said, he in the back of that truck, man. We got this dude, That's man. a big yeah. boy. That was yeah. a yeah. dream. Yeah. Yeah. My man goes 6'3", 340, taking yeah. up and that can middle. Can move a little bit. Can move yeah. a little bit. Hopefully yeah. keeping things clean for Leighton Vanderas, Michael Parsons, and Anthony DeBar to get yeah. after it on Sunday. I'm going to go Cowboys 24, Chicago 10 on Sunday. I think the Cowboys find a way to get uh, it done on the ground. Maybe a special teams touchdown from Kevontae Turpin. Maybe a little bit of Turpin time on Sunday. But I'm going to take the Cowboys 24. Like building that momentum going into that bye week before they take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in the frozen tundra. Then they take on Kirk Cousins. You like that in Minnesota along with Justin Jefferson. It is week eight of the National Football League. We appreciate our Cowboys legend George Teague joining us this week here on Cowboys Crosstalk here on the Dallas Cow Cowboys Radio Network. From my man, Nate Newton, good to see you once again, yeah, sir, man. as always. Three-time yeah. Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowl. Patrick No C. Walker of DallasCowboys.com. My name is Kevin Gray. This has been Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, live from the Cowboys Club at the Star in Frisco. Y'all be good and enjoy week eight of the NFL. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?